Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got a lot of news to go over as Barbie and Oppenheimer continue to dominate the box office. We also have the latest updates on the strikes and other news in Hollywood. Let's start with the domestic top five. Staying in first place with $93 million is Barbie for a total now of $351.4 million. Staying in second place is Oppenheimer with $46.7 million for a total now of $174.5 million. In third place was Haunted Mansion, which debuted to $24 million. In fourth place was Sound of Freedom with $12.8 million for a total of $149.3 million. In fifth place was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 with $10.6 million. For a total of 139.1 million. Also opening in sixth place was the horror movie Talk to Me from A24, which debuted to 10.4 million dollars. It was very close to taking the fifth place spot from Mission Impossible. So both Barbie and Oppenheimer had fantastic holds compared to their opening weekend. Both dropped only uh, 43%. Between that and strong weekday numbers, both movies are looking to be some of the biggest of the year. And Barbie might be looking at the number one movie both domestically and worldwide. Right now, Warner Brothers should be profusely thanking Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie as they have saved the studio's year. You know, again, this time last month, everyone was laughing it up with how bad The Flash was performing. Now it's, oh my god, Barbie's a breakout hit. And look, I had a feeling Barbie would do well, but I was thinking like 400 million worldwide, you know? It'd be good. It'd be good for the summer. Good for the year. Uh, I was not expecting Yale yeah, probably hit a billion worldwide. Uh, didn't think it was that high. For Disney, Haunted Mansion has turned into another bomb for the studio this year thanks to reports saying it cost $150 million to make. With such a low opening, it is unlikely it will hit $100 million domestic, which means it will need to rely heavily on international numbers to at least break even, which is unlikely. As for Paramount, Mission Impossible is unlikely at this point to hit 200 million domestic. Barbenheimer has really had a big impact on the film, and I think people will be thinking at the studio, they should have released it in August. You know, waited out a few weeks, mid to end August. That right now, that's looking like should have been the play. Uh, just like The Flash, Mission Impossible has been swept away from the public's attention for movies with all eyes. Again, all eyes are on Barbenheimer. And for A24, the opening for Talk to Me was very good. And now we see if it can like it out. And for the domestic box office as a whole, it just had its second best July ever with $1.37 billion. This is a 20% improvement over last July and was very close to taking the record from July of 2011, which was $1.39 billion. Now, obviously, you know, technically there's inflation and all that. So, you know, $1.39 billion in 2011 is worth more than the, you know, 1.37 billion now. I understand, but if we're taking inflation out of account, the fact that July now almost be 2011, that's 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 good. That's good. Uh, and in case you were wondering, what were the big movies that came out that month? You had Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two back in 2011, uh, and there was also uh, Cap the first Captain America movie, First Avenger, and Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Staying in first place in China's creation of the Gods 1 Kingdom of Storms with 57.3 million for a total of 154.6 million. It had a great weekend having the rare improve from its opening weekend going up 20%. In second place is One and Only, which opened 
to 36 million, and with previews is now at 53.5 million. Third place was Chang An with another 22.2 million for a total of 211.6 million. And fourth place was Never Say Never with 11.9 million for a total of $286 million. And in fifth place was Barbie with 7.2 million for a total of 25.3 million. Also for other Hollywood movies, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is now at $45.8 million. For worldwide numbers, Barbie earned another $127 million internationally for a worldwide total of $780.7 million. Meanwhile, Oppenheimer earned $77.1 million for a worldwide total of $405.6 million. The movie is now the biggest Nolan movie ever in 30 markets. Haunted Mansion did not take off well internationally, earning $9.1 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $33.3 million. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 earned $31.7 million for a worldwide total of $448.5 million. It will definitely pass half a billion, but $600 million is starting to look unlikely. Some good news for Sony thanks to Insidious The Red Door. The movie earned $5.6 million for a worldwide total of $174.3 million. It has now passed Insidious The Red Key to become the highest grossing film in the franchise worldwide. So hey, good for them. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny earned $6.3 million for a worldwide total of $355.9 million, and Elemental continues to trek forward with another $16.1 million for a total now of $395.3 million. As for news in Hollywood, I was going to start off with an update on the strikes, but sadly we got multiple deaths over the week. Uh, first off, Paul Rubin died at the age of 70 due to cancer. You would know him most as Pee Wee Herman. Based on a post from his Instagram account after he passed away, he has been battling cancer for the past six years. As always, fuck cancer. The second death was Mark Margolis, who passed away at 83. While he is most famous for his role as Hector Salamanca in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, he was in numerous movies as well, including Scarface, The Wrestler, and Black Swan. And the third death was Angus Cloud, who passed away at 25. No cause of death has been announced yet. He was most famous for his role in Euphoria on HBO. All three deaths were kind of shocking, to be honest. Uh, and thoughts and prayers are with their family and friends. Now, to move on to something boring instead of depressing, let's talk about Cineworld. Cineworld Group has filed to enter administration in the UK. This is part of their restructuring plan as they also get ready to stop trading on the London Stock Exchange. Also, some new board members were added. One being Anne Sarnoff, you may remember her as the former chair and CEO of Warner Brothers. In an update on Jonathan Major's domestic violence trial, has been pushed back a month and will now start September 6th. As for why, well, it looks like the prosecution asked for more time for discovery and the judge granted the request. James Wan had to be rushed to the emergency room and stay overnight this week. He posted on his Instagram being in bed and having an IV in his arm, but thankfully... The caption mentions that he is already on the mend. Hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. We got an update on Barbie, where it looks like it might not show in many Middle Eastern countries. The distributor for Warner Brothers in the region, Fox Cinemas, has pushed back the release of the film to August 31st, as it works to get a censored version approved. Variety reports that the edits to the film are around LGBTQ, but also that Warner Brothers right now is not likely to approve the edits. So it's kind of a weird thing where Fox Cinemas might try and submit a censored version and if that even if that gets approved Warner Bros is like well we don't want the censored version playing so that just doesn't play and Mosto which is a Saudi film and entertainment platform 
has posted on X that the movie will not be released in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, the UAE, and Egypt, among other countries. Warner Brothers and Vox Cinemas has not commented on the post. If it doesn't get released, it's not the most surprising news. If it does get approved for release, I'm curious what edits had to be made. And Warner Brothers kicked off controversy by replying to a post on X showing a fan-made poster of Barbenheimer saying it's going to be a summer to remember. The reply was from the official account for the Barbie movie, and there were other replies made to the post about Barbenheimer. This has angered and upset people in Japan to where no Barbenheimer was trending. As a result, two statements were released, the first being from Warner Brothers Japan. Quote, we consider it extremely regrettable that the official account of the American headquarters for a movie Barbie reacted to the social media postings of Barbenheimer fans. We take the situation very seriously. We are asking the U.S. headquarters to take appropriate action. We apologize to those who were offended by the series of inconsiderate reactions. Warner Brothers Japan, end quote. And the second was from Warner Brothers Film Group, quote, Warner Brothers regrets its recent insensitive social media engagement. The studio offers a sincere apology, end quote. Should also be noted that as of now, Oppenheimer does not have a release date set in Japan. This is a tough situation because if you are the social media account manager for the Barbie account and you see Barbenheimer trend popping off the past few weeks, you'll want to lean in and react to it. But for people in Japan, it is also understandable that they are upset. Some of the fan art that's been shared and created, uh, you have Barbie in the foreground with Oppenheimer and then the atomic bomb going off in the background. So... The CD official account respond to it with a positive post. I understand would upset them a bit. Bloody Disgusting is exclusively reporting that Christopher Landon is set to direct Scream 7. He had directed Happy Death Day and We Have a Ghost. He takes over for Radio Silence, who are working on a horror movie for Universal. The only film I saw of his was Happy Death Day to You, which, I mean, I thought it was alright. Uh, but his most recent film, We Have a Ghost, did not get good reviews. But who knows? He has been a writer for a lot of the Paranormal Activity films as well. So maybe he has a good ideas for a Scream movie. Lionsgate is moving another film called Unsung Hero out of 2023 and will now premiere April 26th, 2024. Oh yeah, and another Lionsgate news, they have bought E1 for half a billion dollars. Well, we have known for the past few weeks that they were the closest to getting it. Hasbro confirmed it this week with the deal set to close by the end of the year. For Hasbro, this is a massive cutting their losses as they refocus the company. They did buy E1 back in 2019 for four billion dollars. As for what Liongate gets, they now have a catalog of 6,500 titles. This includes TV shows, movies. They got additional film production and distribution, uh, as well as scripted and unscripted TV production. In the short term, I don't expect this to change much for Liongate, but they are building up their library of content, which will I'd say lead them down to one of two paths. Become a mercenary in the streaming wars like Sony, right? You don't have your own streaming service, which they won't when they spin off stars. Basically, they're a mercenary. They will produce a lot of films, a lot of TV shows like Sony, and they will make distribution deals and sell to the highest bidder. Or they're fattening themselves up to be bought out by someone else. And in an update to the strikes, the WGA and the AMPTP met for the first time in three months to see if they could get back to the negotiation table, and they failed to do so. On top of this, the WGA is now asking for additional health benefits for its members. It is now asking that the companies give a health care benefit extension as some of its members face losing their benefits due to lack of income, due to, well, the strike. 
Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass has met with reps from the AMPTP and WGA and has said she is ready to help broker a deal. Quote, the economic conditions of the entertainment industry are cha changing and we must react and evolve to this challenge. It is critical that this gets resolved immediately so that Los Angeles gets back on track and I stand ready to personally engage with all the stakeholders in any way possible to help get this done. End quote. It's not surprising she is willing to try and help negotiations as these strikes are directly impacting the Los Angeles economy, and the longer it goes on, the worse it will get. We start off VOD Premium with AMC, where they had a not-so-great Q2 earnings report, where they lost subscribers and are now down to 11 million across all of their services. For reference, they came into 2023 with 11.8 million subs. For a small subscriber base, any loss is bad, but 800,000 over six months is terrible. At this point, I take it they are hoping for the Daryl Dixon spinoff to hopefully give them a boost. As for what they can do, well, they need to funnel more content into AMC+, and honestly, it needs a marketing push. Most people only see it as a place to watch the new Walking Dead shows. So basically, if you don't care about those shows, well, why would you sign up? They need to advertise the other shows and movies that are available to watch. Paramount is launching their fast service, Pluto TV in Australia. At launch, it will have 50 channels and users will be able to access it via 10Play. Also for Paramount Plus Canada, Paramount is adding a lot of Star Trek content, including its older shows. This is thanks to a licensing change with Bell Media's streaming service Crave. Previously, a lot of Star Trek content was only available on Crave. Over at Peacock, it was announced that Wes Anderson's latest film, Asteroid City, will be available to watch starting August 11th. Disney Plus and Marvel Studios released a trailer for Loki Season 2, and it looks really good. For me, Loki has been the only Marvel show so far to reach the heights of the Marvel movies. Hopefully, the second season will continue that. The second season premieres October 6th. In exclusive from Variety, they are reporting that Amazon Prime Video France has closed a deal with Metropolitan Film Export. They are a distribution company in France that has a good number of Hollywood films, a lot of them from Lionsgate, but also includes the Lord of the Rings as well. As for the deal, Prime Video viewers in France will get 100 films added to watch, including Lord of the Rings, The Hunger Game, and John Wick franchises. Also to avoid France's extreme streaming laws, the Gerald Butler film Kandahar, which had a theatrical release in the U.S. back in May, will soon premiere in France on Prime Video. Also included is not just catalog titles, but Lionsgate current and future slate of films, so eventually, they will get John Wick Chapter 4, the upcoming Hunger Games movie, as well as The Expendables 4, to name a few. This is a solid get for Prime Video in France. I didn't know this company had some rights to these many movies in the country. It was a little surprising. Over at Netflix, Disenchantment is set to end with an upcoming final season, coming out September 1st. Netflix has also pushed back some films that were set to come out this year, based on the company's video earlier in the year highlighting what films would be coming out in 2023. So a few that have moved to 2024 include Damsel, starring Millie Bobby Brown, Shirley, starring Regina King, and A Family Affair, starring Nicole Kidman, Zac Efron, and Joey King. On the top 10 chart for the week, The Witcher Season 3 came in first place with 7.8 million views, thanks to the second half of Season 3 coming out. The Barbie hype also reached a streamer with an old Barbie show from 2012 called Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse broke into the top 10 at 6th place with 1.9 million views. As for movies, first place was Hidden Strike, an action movie starring Jackie Chan and John Cena with 22 million views. 
On the Nielsen streaming chart for the beginning of July, Suits broke its own record with it being the most watched acquired title in streaming. From July 3rd to the 9th, Nielsen says Suits was watched for 3.7 billion minutes, up from 3.1 billion the week before. Now, what does help get these numbers is that there are nine seasons to watch. So if someone has decided to binge watch the show, they can rack up the numbers real quick. But still, one thing to come out of this summer for streaming is Netflix has an unrivaled audience. I say this because Suits has been on Prime Video for a long time. No one cared. Suddenly it goes to Netflix, and a show that ended a few years ago is the hot new thing to watch for a few weeks. I mean, the show is also on Peacock, but it's all about Suits on Netflix. No one's talking about, oh, yeah, I've been watched, binge watch all those Suits on Peacock. No one's saying that. Now let's finish up with Warner Brothers Discovery and Max as they had their Q2 earnings report. And for Max, it wasn't great. For the quarter, the company lost 1.8 million subscribers for a total now of 95.8 million across all of their services. Now, obviously, some of these could have been people who had both HBO Max and Discovery Plus and which switched to Max canceled their Discovery Plus service. But it also shows is that right now the marketing push with the rebrand hasn't really brought in a lot of new customers, at least not yet. Or if it has, too many people are leaving to balance that out. Case in point, the 1.8 million loss. As for what's next for Max, it was mentioned during the quarterly earnings call that they are close to finalizing a plan for sports and news to be available on Max. What those details are yet, we don't know. For Max, Rapshit, which was just about to premiere its second season, has been delayed until November 9th. The delay is due to the ongoing strikes. Warner Brothers Discovery also confirmed that Barbie will premiere on Max sometime in the fall. That is going to be a big get for the streamer, and they might actually get a good number of new subscribers to watch it. And as for the company's debt, which has been a stranglehold on it since last year, is now down to $47.8 billion. Uh, still quite a lot to be paid off. And that's it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. If you want to follow me on Threads, X, or Facebook, links to those pages are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>